A lot of people love to have answers or reassurance or just a sense of foresight when it comes to their lives. Um, I personally crave reassurance wherever I can get it. So constantly, I'm in this camp. And tarot is a way to get that in some ways. I agree. And I am 110% on board for this episode. I cannot wait to learn more about tarot. I've been wanting to for a long time. All right, let's go. All right. Well, I think what might surprise people to learn, though, is that tarot started as a game. Huh? This ain't your average hoop and stick, but it was a pretty, pretty fun game. And now it's a very personal experience. I'm very surprised by that. I I did not know. I thought it was always like a a spiritual uh, tool. I did not realize it was a game. And now I double want to know all about it. And now all of a sudden, the competitive person in you is like ready to play tarot. I'm ready to play. (laughs) I'm ready to win, actually. everyone and welcome to Rituals, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm M. Schultz. And I'm Christine Schieffer. And every week we'll explore the evolution of spiritualism and the occult through stories, practices, and the impact on modern culture. I cannot wait to talk some of this through with you, Christine. I know both of us are big fans of tarot, uh, mm-hmm. even if our, I guess, level of knowledge or expertise is kind of always waxing and waning. but Fluctuating fluctuating if it were to come up organically at a party though i would certainly gravitate toward that group of people i think agreed and if it were a tarot party you and i would probably be hosting the tarot party let's be real and we would invite all of the more experienced people to like do our tarot (laughs) to read our cards asking labor of our guests 100 (laughs) percent we've both been big on tarot gifting tarot decks to each other or you know i know there's always like tchotchkes with tarot pictures on it and things like that i've always they always come up on my feed you have your one laptop sticker i love that has the coffee on it or something oh yes i have some etsy shops that i love or some uh, yeah red bubble and that kind of thing that make uh, tarot designs just for decor so i have the coffee i have the wine i once gave eva the margarita so there's a lot you could do a lot with tarot <laughs> i feel like there's a there's a range of like items you could get for a tarot because i certainly fall into the campy novelty tchotchke side which is probably really embarrassing in tarot world but then there's also certain decks that mm-hmm. do different things i mean it's it really runs the gamut so i love it all let's crack into it this episode is brought to you by anytime fitness forget dark alleys and cemeteries for some the gym is the scariest place of all but it doesn't have to be With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier. Thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 
as often as we talk about tarot, we we mention it all the time in our personal lives on and that's why we drink. But I don't think we've ever really gone in depth about it together. Do you have a, an opinion about tarot? I don't think I've ever asked it. You know, that's a good question. I've never really asked myself, except I do know that. <laughs> I feel the I, same way. I feel the same right? way. I mm-hmm. think you and I have briefly co- like talked about this in that we're both really fascinated by tarot and we're both really interested in it, but we've never really put the energy and time it takes to really dig deep and learn it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm waiting on the next hyperfixation to do that. I'm not sure. Preach. I like. First of all, <laughs> It's a great way to put it that, like, I haven't asked myself because I think I just knew immediately I was on board. Yeah. And I also knew I didn't know a lot about it, but I knew I was like, team, let's do tarot whenever you want. Like, I don't know the art of tarot at all. I've I've tried to learn what all the cards mean. And even on a very elementary level to people out there with more expertise, I think they would think that it's like a rudimentary basics. It overwhelms me. I, I've it's tried overwhelming. To, yeah. I've tried to commit. And again, like you said, I would love to, I would love for my hyperfixations to kick in at any moment. And then I could fully dedicate myself to this. Yeah. I actually bought my first tarot deck when I was, I think like 13, I saved up my money and went to a local bookstore and bought it. Ooh. And so I have that original one. It was like a rider weight deck, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, since I've, collected them I have so many of them and I'm I'm like slightly ashamed because I have so many of them and I'm like I, I really should take the time to sit down and actually do more than just cursory card reading so maybe maybe that's what this episode will inspire me to do I feel like half the things you just said I could also apply to uh my Pokemon card collection where it's like <laughs> I just have so many of them so many decks I don't know what to do with them but I just a cursory look is fine every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you stand on how accurate tarot cards are? I mean, I know neither of us have a lot of experience, but yeah, I mean, I'm a very I'm a big believer in energy and I feel that, you know, what you put into it is what you get out of it and I think I've had a few tarot readings that have really changed my perspective and were really accurate and I think that's what it boils down to is, you know, it's not an exact science, but mm. each card, you know, means something to the person reading and to the person being read. Actually, weirdly, this kind of just occurred to me. I don't know how this didn't occur to me. I was scrolling through TikTok as I got ready for this recording probably an hour ago. And all of a sudden it was like on my screen, this this woman was reading tarot and she said, if this is on your For You page, you were meant to see this today and I want to give you a three card spread. And she read my spread. And of course, <laughs> it said it was what you want people to see you as, what people do see you as and, um, you know, what you're going through right now. And number two, what people see you as. She goes, oh, the hermit. And I was like, all right, well, <laughs> message received, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> and honestly, the TikTok algorithm has done a lot for me. So I'm, I, I would trust a tarot reading I do. from TikTok. At Absolutely. This point. I'm on the fence whether or not I fully can commit to the results of a tarot card reading. I feel like it's just perfectly vague enough that mm-hmm. I feel like the skeptical in me comes out with tarot cards because it Since is so... when? That's amazing. This is the first time you've been... People, write this down. This is the first time... I think because it requires me to look within and like it's oh. like, it becomes a moment of self-actualization and I'm like I don't know about that uh, I feel like it's perfectly vague enough that you could always find a way to read into the meaning of tarot or read into the specific cards mm-hmm. so because I feel like every card has a positive or a negative or a this or a that and so it's easy to in my mind I think because I'm so ignorant to what the cards mean I could trick myself very quickly into feeling like I got a, a full message 
but maybe I didn't. But maybe that's the beauty of it. You know, it's like you're reading into it, but that's the point. Maybe. I've had a few tarot readings and Eva actually read my cards on, she did a, a live, Eva is our lovely producer and friend, and she read our tarot cards at one point on an Instagram live just for fun. And she read my cards. She had this, of course, a cat tarot deck um, that I think you might have given her. Sounds right. And she was like, oh, this one's about like fertility and all this stuff. And I was pregnant and I nobody knew. And she was getting dangerously close to kind of outing Outing me. you? <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh, this is about like giving life and like new beginnings and new, you know, and it was becoming very, very clear that I needed to steer the conversation away. And so later I told her like, she was like, I was afraid to say anything. I didn't want to just go there, you know, but that's what I was thinking in my head. And I was like, well, that's what it was. I was pregnant. Nobody knew. I think that was the time I probably believed in Tara the most because I had already had my suspicions you were pregnant. And then <laughs> she said that. And I was like, you know what? This justifies what I believe already. So let's go this with it. This cat drawing told <laughs> me like, so. These little kitty cat Taras, they know what they're up to. In terms of like the history of tarot, mm. do you know anything about tarot? I didn't up until until recently. No, you know, I until about mm, 30 seconds ago, I did not know it was a game originally, mm -hmm. which is very fun. I mean, it makes sense that it's a card, a, a deck of cards, that it would be a game. But I know the Rider Waite is like the classic from what I know, which I don't know if this is true, but I always learned that your first deck of tarot cards should be gifted to you. Too bad I bought them for myself. So I don't know if that ruined anything or change the energy or what have you but it's just the first deck not all of them yeah the first deck uh oh. at least is what i learned that the first deck is meant to be gifted to you um and then the rest you can buy yourself <laughs> buy for yourself i was going to say i don't know a lot about tarot but one of the only things i know is things you've told me such as being gifted tarot cards such as facts that might be not true so that's good for both of us I'm it feels <laughs> sweet it feels kind so it feels like a nice a listener actually told me that because i mentioned it and then they mailed me a deck of tarot cards and said here you go like now Aww. you have a gifted set and that was very kind but yeah, so I don't know. Do you know any, like, had you known any of the history behind it? I didn't know the history. The only thing I really knew about tarot cards at all is that just that the cards can have several meetings. So, like, if you pull the death card, it doesn't mean now you die. Right. Which I feel like is <laughs> a good thing to know in terms of the bare basics. Because if I talk pulled, about, yeah, important knowledge. I have pulled the death card and been like, uh-oh. From what I learned, Hermit actually is pretty spot on because this woman on TikTok was like, you're withdrawing a little bit. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that fits. Hermit, me. Yep. Sounds good. <laughs> well, now that we are aware that neither of us know a whole lot, I guess we should really get into the meat and potatoes of this. I mean, teach me. The meat and potatoes. No. Oh, that's a terrible name for like an Etsy shop or something. <laughs> you should probably not create that. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Etsy shops and tarot, lots of fun can be found over there. Lots so of have fun. a good time. Yeah. All right. So here we go. The tarot cards are often associated with the occult today, but originally they were just a card game, mm. which I love going into this immediately. Like, can you imagine if a different card game was the one that became the... <gasps> Good point. Imagine if like spoons was just like what every <laughs> occultist, you need that in your starter deck. You need to collect six spoons to put in the <laughs> middle of the group. It actually does sound kind of occult-y. But what about if it were like go fish and it was like go fish, the new ritual. Can you imagine if it were old maid <laughs> and then there was like some sort of ritual with the old maid? I don't know. Honestly, this is all kind of fitting. Like I could kind of see all of this working as an occult ritual. 
The tarot card origin likely comes from northern Italy during the late 14th or early 15th century. Okay. And the cards were used uh, to play a card game called Taroki. Okay. And the images on the card, by the way, which I think is fun, were inspired by costumes and carnival parades. <gasps> oh, so there was a hermit running around. I feel like if I were around back in the day, there'd be a, a sassy card, I think, today. Uh, sassy the clown running around. Yep. For those who don't know, I was once a performing clown. Okay, moving on quickly. It was about time that this show brought that up. We needed to get there eventually. I think this would be episode four or five, which is where it happened on and that's why we drink too. So true. Who's to say? So yeah, I thought that was really interesting because I was always like, who came up with the imagery here. Yeah. And now now we've got an answer to that. So back then, everything was hand-painted. So the cards were very expensive. I mean, you're literally, however big the deck was, it's just a bunch of tiny, professionally done portraits. Right, like full-on paintings. Full-on paintings. That's a lot of work. So you're basically paying for, I don't know, 70, 60 little pieces of art all at once. I would just hang them all over my house and be like, oh, I thought this was artwork. Christine, that's so smart. If I could ever get my hands on like an old vintage version of, like, <laughs> you know, 14th century, 15th century. This is my original 14th century Sassy the Clown card. <laughs> this is my hermit from Italy. But if I could get like a whole deck, I would totally want to do something like frame. Be a pretty cool artwork piece, I would say. It would certainly be very expensive. And that is, it explains too why the game... Taroki was very popular with wealthy families and nobles. Oh, I see. So when I said, oh, I would have put it on my walls, I wouldn't have because I was probably not a wealthy noble. No. And also they were probably like, we paid good money to play this game. Don't but tape that to the wall. Can you imagine being the artist who is taking, I mean, backbreaking work, painting all these little things yeah. just to know it's going to go to some like rich elites, probably going to spill wine on it the first time around, get drunk, <laughs> lose a card, you know, like I, I can't imagine. I'd be so over it so quickly. So when the Italian aristocracy played with the cards, their version, here's the fun part, involved writing poetic verses about each other. That seems like a lot of work for a card game. Uh, it's very similar to M.A.S.H. <gasps> My favorite. I love M.A.S.H. Me too. For those who don't know what M.A.S.H. is, Mansion Apartment Shack House, mm -hmm. as it's formerly known, I guess. <laughs> uh if you never played MASH growing up, I highly suggest you let it distract you in classes and in meetings now. Mm -hmm. It was like a prediction game where you would write down a list of your favorite, I don't know, celebrities you had a crush on or maybe someone in school you had a crush on. Your favorite cars, favorite jobs, favorite pets. You pick a number, number of kids or color. whatever. Mm -hmm. You'd pick, usually it was you would get three per category. And then there was always a million different ways that you ended up figuring out what number you landed on, but let's say you landed on seven. You'd count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, scratch it out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, scratch out the option. And eventually, you're like, oh no, Freddie Prince Jr. is no longer my husband. <laughs> and they cross him off, and then you keep going. Yeah. And eventually, you figure out where you were living, a mansion, apartment, shack, or house, like plain mm -hmm. old house, and uh, all the other things. So I always got shack without I question. Mean, always. It's, you're not technically in a shack now, but you do have a cockroach problem. So I guess kind of. It feels about the same. Yeah. All this to talk about Taroki, which basically was very early MASH. It was also kind of a, a combo with Bridge. That Bridge was involved, oh. too. But basically, you would pull a card at random or be handed a card at random. And based on the picture, you would write down what you thought that picture represented oh. for their future. And it was a, a very early version of MASH. So fun. And the Italian version, Poems and All, eventually spread through Europe, including to southern France 
where it was officially renamed tarot. Also in tarot today, there's cups, uh, swords, pentacles, wands. Do you know what the original four suits were? Oh, I, I don't. I don't. So they always had cups and swords, but there was also coins, which I guess became pentacles, and polo sticks, which <laughs> sounds very aristocratic, yes? Yes. <laughs> and it became wands, I am assuming. Polo stick. Oh, oh my. That Wow. That's powerful stuff right there. So jump to the late 1700s where Frenchman Jean-Baptiste Alliette, he published the first definitive guide to tarot card reading and using tarot cards for divination. Ooh, okay, got it. Divination being a term you'll hear that's simply the idea of connecting to your higher self. So this allowed for tarot readings to take off. The thing you're not really into, the self-reflection yeah, the having to look within. I, I'll i do it if I have to, but I already don't like games. And now if I'm going to game night and someone's saying you, it's this is going to be a really moving experience, I, I don't think I want it. <laughs> it's a game. It's my dream. Like, this sounds like my dream game night. And for you, it's like your personal hell. <laughs> like, I will order the pizza and then I'll eat the pizza and then I'll leave. But hey, props, I guess, to capitalist Jean-Baptiste Alliette, who saw the opportunity of like, oh, all these really rich people are playing this silly little game about predictions. Can you imagine if they thought it was real and just ran with it? What if we changed these polo sticks to something a little more accessible to other people? And then we can just... (laughs) A little more magical, maybe. A little more magical, and we can just spread this around. So far, what are your thoughts on the origin of tarot? I'm surprised. I really am. I thought it was always a more, you know, sorcery-based, like, divination tool. I really did, and I think I'm surprised that, well, I'm very surprised by polo sticks. I think that's my new fun fact at parties when no one asked me for a fun fact. Hey, me too. Yeah, I love that. But I'm surprised, and I'm a little bit like, uh, I don't know. It, it shakes my, my understanding of tarot a little bit, I think. Doesn't it, though? Doesn't it, though? It makes me all of a sudden wonder, like, huh, so it came from a game, in which case, like, not to be that, I, I'm just talking as if I were, like, my father or something. I'd be like, oh, so I can play Candyland, and all of a sudden I know my future. You know, like, shoots right. <laughs> and ladders, you push me down a slide, and now we know. Shoots <laughs> yeah. and ladders could also be very telling if we wanted it to be Agreed. the ups and downs of life, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Coming up, what started with John Baptiste Alliette continues to evolve to this day. We'll talk about how tarot became what we know of it now. I cannot wait to hear the modern, modern take on tarot. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So as for the evolution of tarot, Mm. we have Jean-Baptiste Alliette 
out of France in the late 1700s, publishing the first real guide to tarot card reading. Our favorite capitalist, as you called him. Uh, it might be capitalist over there. Oh, I'm so sorry. John Baptiste. I don't know. <laughs> You're completely right. In case you look this all up later, Elliot published under the pseudonym Itea, which Itea. was his, it was his last name backwards. Now so, that is fun. I love that he like really, he doesn't think that far with his business plans. He's like, oh, this thing already exists. Let's now make money on it. Also, I don't know what to name it. So it's going to be by my own last name. But I wonder too, if it's like, oh, I want to distance myself from this, but only a little bit, because if this goes well, uh -huh. and then I can take credit by saying, oh, no, that's just my name backwards. He also released with this definitive guide. It was kind of like a whole package. So you would get the guide. Oh. He released a deck of tarot cards with the book and gave meaning to each card that incorporated astronomy and the four elements. Genius. Wait, there's more. He also assigned a specific order to the cards and ways to spread them out, whether forwards or backwards, which some tarot readers still use today. I got to be honest, that part I will never understand when cards are Throws like- me off. Officially- I tap out when they're like, oh, well, the card's reversed. I'm like, how do you know? Is it is it reversed towards you or towards me? Is it facing you? Is it facing them? Thank you, Em. I have this <sighs> problem every time, and it's probably a very easy answer, but I just can't wrap my brain around it. You could tell me to my face what the answer is, and I will forget it in 30 seconds. And, and honestly, I'm sure I have, and I'm sure you have, and I'm sure Eva has, and we just can't. We just can't get it. I'll never understand it. It really just completely spoils the taste in my mouth. I, I try so hard to remember. And it's just one of those things that just flops out of my brain every time. Basically, he created today's entire tarot industry in the general rule book that I think people still probably bounce off of. So, you know what? I'm really proud of him for that. Here's my favorite part, though. In 1789, Elliot released a new deck of tarot cards only for supernatural use. What does, what? That's where I'm putting my money. So that's that's probably more of what we see today in the in tarot cards. So this deck came with, it had 78 cards organized into the major and minor arcanas. So that was the first time we really saw that as it was more for supernatural prediction use. Okay. Oh, I see for div divination and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the major arcana cards apparently held the big secrets of spiritual awareness Ooh. with cards including the magician, the fool, the wheel of fortune, the moon, and the sun. Plus, they also had concepts including strength, justice, judgment, temperaments, and death, which, by the way, does not always mean death. <laughs> Just to remind people. We've learned that. We've learned that. They're cards we still hear about today. And uh, the major arcana also had cards that featured suits, numbered and court cards that held smaller secrets of everyday life. And speaking of major and minor arcana, I did a bit, little bit of an accidental deep dive and I decided to take a quiz on astrology answers to see which major arcana cards our personalities are. Oh, so you took a personality quiz. Uh, this is fun. On my behalf, even. I sure did. I answered the questions as as what I think you would say. I love and that. That's You probably know me better than I know myself, so I trust you wholeheartedly. I think there was only like one or two I was like, waffling between two answers, but I think I answered it pretty well for you. Oh, I can't wait. Anyway, I took the quiz. What major arcana card are you? I am the devil, if you couldn't guess. No, you're not. I sure am. <laughs> First try. <laughs> of course you are. Apparently what that means, if you break it down, is that I have determination, focus, and strong basic instincts, and I have an awareness of my drives, desires, and doubts. So that's nice. That seems... I'm a strong 
little fella. I don't know. Um, okay. For someone who doesn't like to look within, that seems like a false. But okay, I'll give it to you. I'm not going to negotiate this. Am I the fool? No, I wish you were. I was really hoping for I that. thought I was going to be the fool. And now, in hindsight, I really wish you were the hermit, too. But uh, you ended up getting the moon, which is very fun. <gasps> I love the moon. <laughs> According to this, you are intuitive, emotional, and have powerful insight and the ability to sense things, all of which are very true. And that's here's so another nice. thing. Christine, here's another thing that's very true. Uh-oh. Here's a quote about the moon from Astrology Uh-oh. Answers. <laughs> You imagine all kinds of drama and crises in your head, which are usually all unfounded. And I was like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Emma's like, I'm going to sip my drink and just let Christine soak that in because that is what she does all the time. Maybe you needed a little self-actualization, but I was like, you know what? I I like where we're heading. I'm going to 100% bank on you being the moon because that was a little too close to home for me. And that's, I don't even want to even take this quiz ever again because I think you nailed it. I think I did too. If you use the tarot cards today, uh, you may know the Rider Waite deck, which you already mentioned, Mm. which came out in December 1909. Oh, I didn't realize it was so old. Me either. I thought it was like 40s, 50s. Me too. I was wrong. Arthur Edward Waite created his own version of the tarot with rectified symbolism and got Pamela Coleman Smith to illustrate the cards. Mm. It's the first tarot with illustrated minors, aka the numbers, like we see in normal suits of cards. So like the one of cups, two of... Okay, I got you. Here's a fun fact that I don't think I knew. When laid out together, all of these cards tell an illustrated story. Did you know this? Oh, like the whole deck? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you know I this? did not know. I'm just the moon. I'm up here. I'm just creating <laughs> drama in my own head. I don't know what's going on down there. I like how you could have had, you know, whatever, an unfounded crisis. You could have been like, if I put all the cards together, maybe they tell a story. And we would have been like, <laughs> sure, Christine. Sure. Yes, that was, sounds right, Christine. <laughs> it was actually true. I can't wait to go like whip out one of these tarot decks I have at home now and try to like absolutely s- see what's going on over here. Okay. In 1970, U.S. Game Systems bought the rights to these cards from Waite's family. So okay. here, here's a fun fact for you too. The original first edition of the Rider Waite cards. There's only five known copies left out there. Oh, so where if are you they? if you happen to be a card collector of the tarot, then now you've got a task. Now you've got an, an eBay to search for. Oh my goodness. Forget Pokemon cards. <laughs> Forget Pokemon cards. I would love a first edition one of five in existence. Ooh. And of course, since the 70s, our culture has seen shifts and challenges and tarot has evolved with the times. So when we got into the 2000s, tarot got a new life from artists who were able to create their own deck thanks to digital publishing. Ah. And I mean, I love that we're living in this era where since the 2000s, at least, there's just a whole bunch of novelty tarot cards we can get. I have a Pokemon deck. I was waiting to bring that one up. Mm -hmm. I love when I can play with my Pokemon cards and my Pokemon cards all at the same time. Pokemon cards can tell a story about your Pokemon cards. I have a, Eva gave me a Lisa Frank deck that I Mm -hmm. love. You know, there's really an option for everybody. Actually, uh, I just saw last night on Etsy, there's a Lisa Frank holographic deck. Well, now. And uh, now my wallet's in trouble. I would also <laughs> love a Marvel deck or like a black light glow in the dark situation. You, you, you can find them all. I mean, again, loving that we're in this era of tarot. Absolutely. A lot of modern decks stem from the empowerment of LGBTQ plus POC and other marginalized communities. You know, that's a couple of our listeners have mailed me tarot decks and they're they are all so 
just powerful. Like I don't even like I still have my Rider Waite deck and I cherish it because it was my first purchase, uh, my first tarot purchase. But the ones that I've received as gifts that have been like handcrafted by or hand designed by some of mm-hmm. our listeners that have different people of color in the in the drawings and they're just much more empowering and feminist and awesome. So I feel like it adds such a, a level of I don't know. It makes them feel more powerful. I also appreciate a lot. I feel like a lot of people who use tarot cards see themselves as some version of healers. And so Mm -hmm. it's such a nice collaboration of, you know, coming up with more inclusive or welcoming. Absolutely. Versions of a deck. Well, healing in one way while healing in another. So that is a beautiful point, Em. Jericho Mandiber created Neo Tarot in 2019, which is a more inclusive deck that Jericho says comes from a healing place of, quote, radical queer understanding. Wow. I mean, a team Jericho over here. I was going to say, it won me over with three words. (laughs) Radical queer understanding. That's the three three words that, like, my grandparents would flee from. (laughs) (laughs) So she takes a psycho-spiritual approach, which revolves around, this is a quote, revolves around intersectionality, self-care, emotional processing, freedom of choice, and personal liberation. I'm not even exaggerating. I feel like a little tear coming to my eye. That's so powerful. Here's another one, though. When the Black Lives Matter movement was in full force mm. in June 2020, self-proclaimed tarot geek Kalila Dews saw a way to help her community and offered free tarot readings to Black people paid for <sighs> by donations from white people. Take my money. Take my money. That was smartest business move I've heard of in a million you know years. What? Forget capitalist. What's his face? I love this. And I love how people are taking this and like, just like you said, using it for healing. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. Honestly, I haven't heard of a tarot deck I want to buy more or uh, or a tarot, uh, a tarot community I want to be more a part of because between. Yeah. Or tarot reader I want to support. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's just so powerful. And after the pandemic was going on that same year, more people were looking for places to find spiritual guidance, and tarot was mm. one of those outlets. So U.S. Game Systems said business took off with a 30% increase in tarot card sales worldwide. <sighs> that That's a that's a big... I like that they they bought it, right? Mm-hmm. They bought tarot from the Rider Waite. I love that that's just kind of a little humble brag, like, oh, us? <laughs> pandemic oh yeah just a little slight 30 percent increase in sales our business went pretty well i guess i guess it's okay i mean honestly i bet a lot of those sales were for spiritual guidance but i feel like a lot of them might have also just been we were all stuck at home and maybe every single person like you and me who are waiting to have a reason to like really commit to Uh learning the craft they're all like well i'm I'm bored and inside. <laughs> we picked up new hobbies during the pandemic. Yeah. We looked for spiritual guidance. So I get that. A self-care splurge. We don't self-care, know. Self-care. 100%. Also, I feel like supporting. I mean, I guess if you're buying it from U.S. Game Systems, they probably are, you know, not. it's not the same as the, the Etsy versions. But I bet people were supporting, you know, artists and people were doing oh, their yeah. work um, from home and people were buying more creative approaches to tarot. So yeah, true. It makes a lot of sense to me. I know we've talked a little bit about your own writer weight deck, but do you have any tarot card sets that personally mean a lot to you? Or what are your current decks these days since you've got so many of them? You know, I I really am mad at myself for not really going through. As you know, I live in a state of constant upheaval and chaos all around. 
Um, and so I, I have tarot decks. I think you even mentioned this at one point to me that you have tarot decks kind of scattered about. And I do too, but I hide not in an intentional way. It's more just like, oops, I left it here. Uh-oh, so. they're, they're under my bed. No, I <laughs> I intentionally hide my tarot decks because then I feel like it's a gift when I find them again. And then it's I feel like a surprise. I feel like it's a like it gives me a little sign of like, hey, maybe you should do your tarot today. So it's a that's nice. I thrive with self rewards. So yes, usually I will. I'm I'm a big. We've talked about this a million times on, and that's why I drink. But I buy myself gifts in advance. Uh, I buy them <laughs> so far in the future that when they show up, I, I'm always surprising myself. And you have forgotten. <laughs> I've forgotten, or I do a lot of things. I'm very treat motivated. If I were a golden retriever, I guess. And so, yeah. a lot of times, I'll hide things and surprise myself. I like to leave like a, a twenty dollar bill in a in a pants pocket, and then put the pants all the way in the back of a dresser, and you know things like that. So anyway. <laughs> Tarot cards have somehow inserted their way into that world. But I my favorite one right now is the Pokemon deck that Eva got me for Christmas. It's such a good one. And oh, you know what my favorite is? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I mm. just for, I just remembered and I don't want to forget. Eva, always the purchaser of tarot cards in our friend group, I suppose. But for Christmas, bought Leona a tarot deck for kids for oh. my for my daughter. So I that one's really special to me right now because I feel like that's something maybe that'll be the time when I'm finally able to like focus and learn it is when I'm learning it with my child. You can you have a, a mommy and me tarot date where you both self-actualize together and you'll be like, uh, Leona, me, someone's been pooping a lot. Um, Leona. What are we, what are we feeling today? I don't Who know. Let's look at, the, look at the stars. See what happens. I'm the moon. Don't forget <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm the sun. Make sure she knows that. <laughs> Sun and M is the devil. <laughs> okay, well, she'll learn that soon enough. I think my, I actually, my other most prized deck is actually, it was my first one and it was gifted to me. It was my mom's from college. Oh, that, that's, I really like that because I feel like that I also holds so much um, sentimentality behind it. I think so too. Up next, after hearing that little bit of a tarot lesson, we'll guide you in the right direction if you're ready to give tarot a try. I need you to guide me, always and forever, please. Let the devil guide you. Hola. Hello, this call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow, ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow, now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier. Thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So if you want to try tarot, there's a few steps to start with. So first, choose your deck. Which one are we going with in this hypothetical, Christine? Wow. Um, Let's go with your Pokemon one. I like that idea. Love that. Love that. So choose your deck. The classic option being the Rider Waite deck. And most decks you find online will be a version of Rider Waite. Makes sense. If you want a more modern take with an emphasis on self-care, healing, and empowerment, you can choose like 
the Neo Tarot deck, or mm-hmm. if you love a good tchotchke like I do, you can just rock with the Pokemon one. <laughs> I mean, personally, I would say whichever one feels right. I mean, I don't yeah. know if that's, I don't, I don't know if people with more experience than me would say that that's actually correct or not, but I would imagine whatever's calling out to you in the moment is the one yeah. you should play with. Uh, next, you want to choose your space. You want a calm, healthy environment. Maybe Uh-oh. burn incense. I know. We've never seen that. Maybe burn incense or candles, set out your crystals, or just get comfy. And Aww. it's also about your headspace. So trying to meditate before reading your cards. That way you have a clear mind going into it. What What does that space look like for you if you're going to have a calm, healthy environment? What in the world <laughs> would that look like? Oh, well, you know, I made where I'm sitting right now, my podcast studio slash room slash office um, is probably my most, it's just like the only space in my house that's like all mine. And it has basically all the fun things you have gifted me is mostly what's everywhere. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. My crystals. Um, I have a little like window seat. I have my fainting couch. I have all sorts. You of- do have quite the, the witchy cottage of a room. Like a, Oh, a- thank you. That's what I was going for. Thank you. It feels modern witchy cottage in the best ways. That is the biggest compliment I could have gotten. So that's probably where I would be. And it's also on the third floor. So it's definitely far away from everybody, which is nice. Hmm. Um, What about you? Anytime I need to focus, I usually have to drown out everything with white noise because my brain's always going a million miles an hour. So usually I play thunderstorms, like the thunderstorm sound app, or Mm -hmm. I'll, I turn off the lights. Maybe I turn on a candle or like a, you know, a little light source somewhere, but like not the like, you know, overhead lights. Apparently my calm space is feeling like I'm in a storm with a power outage or something. Cause it also that happens to be the same routine I have to make myself fall asleep. So I think to me being Ah. calm is getting sleepy and cozy. I mean, it makes sense. Makes sense to me. So now as for the basic knowledge, take time to learn the basics which I feel like you and I have tried on and off with. And mm-hmm. don't stress about knowing the meaning of each card. Just pick cards, look at them, and allow the mean- meaning to come to you. Which I appreciate that that's the way that it works because it really does Agreed. take away some of the intimidation of the, not yes. being in the anxiety the of being wrong, quote-unquote. Yeah. Exactly. So there are plenty of online resources and some decks come with a guide. Maybe if you go all the way back to like the 17th century, you'll find the OG definitive deck. How many polo sticks did I get today? That's what I want to know. So if you are more interested in growing and becoming more in-depth with tarot, there's a lot of resources out there. And as your skills grow, so will the complexities of your knowledge, but don't rush yourself. So I do really appreciate that It says, hey, when you don't understand a lot of it, if the meaning still comes to you, it still comes to you. And as you get better, the cards will get more detailed. And it's like it grows with you almost. I love that. And I've heard from tarot readers who've said the cards mean something like the cards mean things to me personally Mm -hmm. that I can read. Yeah. Like especially with like a certain deck. And I think that's really cool, too, that, yeah, like you grow along with the deck and kind of create like a relationship with it. 100%. The thing that always overwhelms me about tarot, though, is creating the spread. That Me too. Me too. So in your head, ask a question to the deck. Usually my question is, how do I put this spread together? Uh, No. (laughs) It's usually something like, what will my day be like? Or what message do I need to hear today? And you could just pull one card from the deck and look up the meaning in, in the guidebook. But there's also some 
more advanced spreads. So an intermediate spread would be like a three-card spread mm. where you, you ask a question. It could be about like work or love or finance. And you pull three cards, past, present, future, or what they okay. represent. Okay. And then I didn't know about this one, but there's apparently a weekly spread which is now part of my Sunday night routine, where you pull seven cards to represent each day of the week before turning the cards over. Oh, I love that. And then seventh day is death. And you're like, oh, it doesn't mean death. It doesn't mean death. Weirdly, my deck had seven death cards and I just pulled all of them. Like, that's (laughs) what happened. Um, So anyway, those are just some of the advanced spreads. There's also lunar spreads that you can do depending on the time of the month. There's one called release and let go when you kind of try to, think about the negative feelings you're currently having and trying to channel positive outcomes. That's beautiful. The one I always did whenever I would play with my tarot cards, I was I was taught the 10 card spread, which again, I don't have a lot of knowledge of each of the cards, so my answers were always pretty basic. But yeah. it was a 10 card spread where I think they they were where you are now, your the potential challenges, your strengths, and then there was like your past, present, future how mm-hmm. you feel about the situation, the outcome, your hopes and fears. So it had a little bit of everything. For that's the one I learned too. And that's probably why we're intimidated because it was such a big leap into tarot. Like, yeah, it was like I wanted to, to learn addition and someone gave me a long division question. And I was that's like, Whoa, exactly. What? Yeah. Anyway, would you say that the 10 card spread is your favorite or now that you've done a few of them, do you have a new favorite or? You know, I actually, I kind of like the idea of simplifying it a little bit and going to either... Too. Yeah, like a three card spread. I even just pulling, which I've done before, pulling one card and seeing what that kind of says to me or or what the meaning behind that is for a question or even just like how is there a message I'm to receive? I kind of like simplifying it and doing either a three card or, you know, just a single pull. I, the weekly I had not heard of either. So that might be a fun way to try it. The weekly Again, I am motivated by rewards, and I would love to get through every day knowing that there's a new card to turn over at the end of the night about what's coming. I think that's super fun. Well, I think, aren't you supposed to do seven in a row? Like, oh, this is how your week's going to go? Or are you just going to do? I'm a glutton for punishment also, so I think I would probably make myself wait it out every day just to be I see. like... I Okay. You could do your own. If I've already pulled the card, technically, it's still going to be true if I don't touch it until the day of, Right. Oh, I see. Oh, you pull them and then you don't even look at them until mm-hmm. I understand. Okay. Interesting. Em. Imagine you pour like your morning coffee, your morning tea, and then you like just flip over the card that you pulled on Sunday night about how today's going to go. And then you go, oh, mother. Ah! Goes hermit. And I say, yay. And I go back <laughs> to my bed. <laughs> That's Tara. What, what has your takeaway been on all of this? I feel like I've been on a worldwide journey. I'm not kidding. I feel very... This has been very elucidating, and Thank you for oh. teaching me. I got a little, like, with the history, it felt a little bit cheated. Like, oh, what? This is just for, like, polo players back in the day. <laughs> but I feel like it's really grown into its own. And the fact that, like, the symbolism has has adapted um, and, you know, you can put your infuse your own meaning into it and your own energy. And I, I feel reinvigorated. And I think I might actually start my tarot learning. So thank you for teaching me. You're welcome. Also, I do appreciate that. It makes me feel like I never aged at all because if tarot is just adult mash, I feel like a kid all over again. <laughs> okay. If they had framed it like that to me, I would have hyper fixated on this a long, long, a time, long time ago. ago.
Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Information on today's episode came from Slate, Bicycle Cards, Collectors Weekly, My Modern Met, The World of Playing Cards, Atlas Obscura, Vogue, and Betty Tarot. Remember to follow Rituals on Spotify to get a brand new episode every week. And you can listen to this and all other episodes of Rituals for free exclusively on Spotify. And if you like this show, follow at Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. You can follow me at Xteen Schiefer. And you can follow me at VM Schultz. Thanks again for listening. See you next week. Rituals is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It was created by Max Cutler. Sound designed by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. Fact checking by Cara Mackerlein. Research by Chelsea Wood. It's produced by Kristen Acevedo and Jonathan Ratliff with production assistance by Ron Shapiro. We are your hosts, Christine Schiefer and M. Schultz. Hold up. 